Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrek. And today we are joined by Frank the Tank Hogan. Frank, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, another one of our great interviews here. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you back a little bit. When did you first start boxing? Uh, so I probably first started boxing right around uh, ten or eleven, I'd say. Um, I was only a young kid. My dad had gotten me into it with my younger brother. We just started going to gyms and um, kind of took off from there. What would you say your favorite part about boxing? Um, my favorite part? Uh, I guess the actual fights, uh, the feeling yeah. of like confidence and like when I first get in the ring and like I know like what I did to like get myself there. And um, the best part of it all, I guess, is like when I when you hit someone and like you know you got them hurt or not to sound like violent or anything, but like you know you got them hurt and like you use like your skills or whatever it was to set it up, and like yeah. you know you're gonna win or you you knock them out. And that was probably like my favorite part of the whole thing. Like, um, so obviously we're in the midst of the COVID nineteen pandemic here. Has there been any, you know, changes in your training? Have you had to wear a mask while training, any of that? Um, so, actually, when this all started um, last year, it was, like, right around, like, um, I believe it was March 7th, I had my first professional fight at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. And um, COVID was just kind of a talk then, like, a joke, you know? And, um we went into the gym the next week after my fight. I was right back in the gym that Monday, two days later, and uh, we were all joking about it. And next thing you know, the gyms get shut down and we got nowhere to train. So from probably the first week after my fight till like that next September. So we went through the whole entire summer without having a gym. And um, the whole summer we trained at, at the fighter's house that we were that people were staying at in Braintree. There was a small garage out back. It had no garage doors. We threw a heavy bag up. We had a double M bag, and we had a bunch of world class fighters. And we made do with what we had. We all brought our equipment. We'd be sparring in the street and out in the back parking lot. We'd be running together and doing everything together, just like we would in the gym. But I mean, obviously, we didn't have all the equipment and stuff like that. But we got by. I mean. We had to do what we had to do. I mean, we knew everybody else, like, either had stopped training or there was a very few of us just like we were doing. They were out there, like, still training and either at their house in their gym. But I know we all knew they weren't together like we were as a team, you know. So as a team, we got by through it all. And we got back in the gym after that. But, I mean, our gym had actually closed for good. Uh, it was at Bayshore. It was um, a boxing gym in the back part of, like, oh, this weight gym and they ended up like closing it down completely. And so we ended up having to go to this other gym. It's on like the branch or Randolph line. It's called core box. And uh, they've been very good to us. They actually, they have a boxing ring and all equipment and stuff. And we do our thing there. I mean, it's not the same as the other gym, but I mean, we still have all each other. So we still are in the same routine. I mean, I haven't changed anything. I mean, working out, we have the gym to ourselves, so that's good. So, like, when we are in there, we don't have to, like, we're all, like, tested for our fights and everything anyway. So, as long as we're careful, 
like we get to work out without like having to be completely 100% protected. I mean, when we're close contact, I mean, we have masks and stuff on, but we wipe everything down after we use it. So I mean, for the most part, we've been on like a pretty consistent routine. Nothing has really changed or stopped for me. Um, I've been pretty at it. Kind of going off of that, what does a normal day of training look like for you? Um, so I wake up, um, either I'll go for a run in the morning and like crack a dawn, like five thirty, six o'clock. I'll go for a run when no one's out or, um, I'll wake up and I'll go straight to the gym around nine 30. I make sure I get there before everybody. Actually, I like being the first one in the gym, opening up and, um, stretch out, um, depending on what the workout actually entails. So if it's a sparring day or if it's just a regular run through workout or, there's different workouts that are set up in place, like different styled workouts, you know, um, depending on what it is, um, we'll work out in the morning and then I'll bring myself back to the gym later on in the evening around five, five thirty. Sometimes we go to that same gym or I'll bring my younger brother with me and we go down to, um, South Shore Boxing and Whitman and we'll do a workout down there and, um, depending on the day, depending on how I feel. Uh, after that, I'll take a couple hours. I'll shower, I'll eat again, relax, maybe take a nap. And then I have all weights and everything, a whole setup in my house. So I'll do like a uh, workout with the weights and uh, like strength. And then sometimes I'll run late at night. I'll run at like 12, 1130 at night when no one's out. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a I'm a person that likes to be out when no one else is out kind of deal, like no wind and nothing, just me and my own head and the street. And that's, that's how I like to do it. Now I'm, I'm a cross country runner. So running is kind of my thing. What does the mileage look like for somebody that's running for us or boxing? Um, so depending on how many rounds you go, so you could go four rounds for a fight, six rounds, eight rounds, 10 rounds, or you could do a 12 rounder. I mean, that's for a title. But um, I'm jumping up to eight rounds. So usually on a regular day, like a couple months out before the fight, you'll be doing like three and a half miles. And you do that like three times a week or so, sometimes four. And um, closer as the fight comes, you'll pick it up like slowly but surely, you know. So the last like two weeks before the fight, you're doing like five and a half mile runs four times a week. And um, you're doing sprints, incline sprints. Then you're like doing slow um, jogs, you know, like that'll, you'll just do a jog for that day. And then the next day you're doing sprints on the treadmill at 10 incline, you know, I mean, all depends on how it's all set up through my trainer and my team, whatever we decide is best. Um, you know, you've been very successful with your, your career so far. What do you think has been the key to that success? Um, key to success. Uh, there's a few different things, I feel like. I mean, I, it, I can't just say it's one thing. So one thing is, like, determination. Um, when I first started originally fighting, I had lost probably, I don't know, anywhere from 40 to 60 or 70 fights. I mean, that's like, sounds crazy to some people like, Oh, you lost all those fights. Like what? Like you sound like you were terrible. Like, why didn't you just quit or give up? And I'm 
I was just so determined. Like I was fighting all these guys that were such high caliber fighters, you know, and next thing you know, I'm getting in there and these guys go from looking over my shoulder, watching me weigh in. And they're like, Oh yeah, we want to fight him. Like he's our weight to everybody's looking over my shoulder. Like, Oh, like we don't want to fight him. Like, all right, Frank, you don't got nobody to fight today. And I'd be driving to New York and nobody wants to fight me. We'll be going to national tournaments. Kids will be pulling out. Guys will be pulling out, you know, like not wanting to fight me. So I'm dedication, I guess, is one of them. And um, another one is like determination just with like not being in the boxing gym, like getting yourself there. Some days you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do anything. Like I just am tired or you're not like, you're not listening to just like your body you're like your mind taking over and you're telling yourself like oh like I, I don't have to do anything today you know like let me go hang out with my friends or oh I feel like I'm missing out on something let me go do this or let me go do that so I don't know I stay really I stayed really dedicated I mean I didn't really go out I didn't really have many friends that I'd be like seeing after school I'd come home from school and I'd be going from school to the gym gym to home do some homework go right to bed, wake up in the morning, repeat. And if there were days I didn't have school, we were in the gym first thing in the morning. And I mean, I came home, I'd eat something for lunch and then I'd go for a run and come home. I mean, this, this was happening at 11, 12 years old. Like kids would be looking at me like, why is he doing that? Like 12 years old. And I like knew in my head already then, like I'm going to do whatever it takes. Cause I was done losing. I was like, I knew there was going to be a day where it would turn around in my favor. And there's always someone out there training harder, working harder. And I mean, I guess that guy was me for everybody. I started going to tournaments. I started knocking everybody out. We went to Canada, fought in the Imperium Cup, an international tournament. I fought both years back to back, knocked everybody out both years straight. Um, I went to the Western qualifiers. I knocked everybody out there. I had the fastest knockout in the nationals so far. It was like, 13 seconds or something crazy like that like came out that was it like a couple of punches um so i guess i mean that i guess that's what takes to be a champion you got to put everything else aside if you want something and that goes with anything really i mean not just boxing i mean you know like any other sport that you're doing or dedicated towards yeah um, take us through, I guess, so you had a recent fight. Take us through that fight and maybe what was going through your head during it. My recent fight was this past Saturday or two yeah. Saturdays ago. And um, I don't know. I've had so many fights, even just as an amateur. I mean, I know people say like, oh, you made the next jump to like professionals. But like I've had so many fights on like levels of like guys being so much better than me. Like so would everybody had thought, you know, and in reality, I've had so many sparring matches with guys that were like world champions, you know, like Demetrius Fubuandre, he's a world title holder. And I was, I spar him, I spar Mark DeLuca, spar all these guys. Carlos Gongora just fought and defended his WBO world title. Like these guys are in like sparring camps and stuff like that. And I'm, I get to have the privilege of sparring them at 16, 17 years old at the time. And so it gives me the upper hand when I get in there and I'm just like relaxed. Like I've, nothing's phasing me the crowd isn't even there in my mind I get in there and I I'm loose I feel relaxed I mean 
I'm ready to go in my head. I'm telling myself like, this guy's got nothing on me. Like I've known, I know everything I've done has been perfect and precise. So I'm like, so ready when I get in there and he's looking across the ring at me and I'm looking at him and I'm not even looking at him. I'm looking through the other side of him and I'm like, all right, got to put this guy down so I can get my gloves off and go home, you know? And uh, I don't know, every round, like you come out, like I try to take it easier this fight than my uh, two previous before that. Uh, it came out real easy and calm and relaxed. Like I'm trying to ad really adjust even more. I mean, I have been doing really good with it in my last few fights before this one, but I got him in the third round. Every round I just knew like chip away a little bit, chip away, and work my skills and everything that I've put in my toolbox from being able to be with these guys that are so not above me, but been around longer than me and they have the skill and the experience so i knew like i was so confident just getting in there like i was ready like so professional record of five and oh all five were knockouts what what is is there like a difference in mentality with the fact that you are undefeated um so i always like i don't know i always kind of joke around we're at the gym like oh i'm gonna go for whatever my record is like 10 and 0 with 10 knockouts. I always tell everybody that I tell everybody, but like, I mean, I know there'll be some fights where like, it's going to come down to like just skill and I'm not going to be able to knock everybody out. I mean, yeah. Is that the goal? Yeah, of course. I mean, it'd be cool to be like, Oh, 10 and 0 or whatever it is, 10 knockouts. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Who doesn't want to watch someone get dropped in the ring, you know? Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I'm as good as my next fight is what I really tell myself. Like, so when I hear like, Oh, like someone say to me, Oh, you're five and oh, with five knockouts. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like I agree with them. I throw it out there to people like, Oh, I'm five and oh, five knockouts. But in my head, I'm thinking that doesn't even matter to me. As soon as I step out of the ring after the fight, I mean, some people will say like, Oh, you know, you got to celebrate a little bit and live in the moment a little bit, but I'm more like, I'm looking at the long, the long haul of things. And I'm like, I want to fight for a world title. And, someday unify them all so I'm, the record doesn't even re register in my head that like I have five wins and five knockouts and no losses you know like it's just like on to the next one like what do I have to do to like get ready for my next fight and so on and so forth is really how my mentality is so well, what are some big goals for yourself in the future obviously you mentioned unifying all the titles but what are some other goals you got um so one goal I really have right now is, um, so I fought in the Olympic trials and I mean, I thought there were some decisions that I could have gotten there that like just didn't go my way, ended up falling into other people's hands and leaving to the judges. And I know like, I mean, I can't say it's rigged, but I mean, I know like some people have their favorites and stuff like that. So, I mean, I understand that. I mean, I'm not gonna let it affect me and be like, Oh, I'm done boxing because here I am today. Like, but, um, I guess my goal right now is to get signed. I want to get signed by like a um, big promoter or somebody along those lines. I know like top rank is out there and they're putting these guys on TV right now. And I mean, I'm trying to get it as many fights as I can quick. Cause I know like the fights aren't going to last that long. Whoever I'm getting in there with it, it doesn't really matter who it's just get the fights, get the wins, get the knockouts. If I can be like eight, no eight knockouts. I know like, someone's going to want me like I'm marketable. I mean, I, 
I'm not swearing on here with you guys or anything like that. Like I can talk, I can present myself well. Um, and I have good sportsmanship. Um, and I can definitely fight. I can tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the skills and I have, um, I don't know, a lot of fighters have it that are in the professionals, but I mean, I have like the hate in me, I guess you could say like quit isn't even in my head when I'm getting hit sometimes. I'm just like, I'm not going, I'm just thinking in my head, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to, I'm just coming right at you. I mean, I guess that's why they call me a tank, but um, <laughs> that, that's really like my goal right now is to get the fight so that I can get signed and then be on like a big TV station and stuff and have like, have just people catch, catch me on their eye and be like, Oh, who is this kid on the undercard of Canelo? Like, and then people, I just grow a fan base and then now I'm making the money and, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't know. I, the worry is always going to be there. I mean, I don't want to lose. That'll be the worry at some point, just losing. But that's where I want to get to right now. It's like where I don't even have to worry about anything else besides just the fact that I have to get in there and win. And everything else is second, you know? Yeah. I've seen on social media, um, you know, obviously there was the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight. I've seen the uh, – Frank the Tank versus Jake Paul. Tell me a little bit about uh, your thoughts on that idea, all that surrounding it. Um, so before I go ripping his life apart about boxing in general, um, I mean, I do have to give it to the guy, um, Jake and his brother, um, the Paul brothers. They um, they do have a fan base. I, they're marketable. Like they know how to promote themselves i mean you see all these people you see all their followers yeah i mean people don't like what they do but guess what i mean any publicity is good publicity so i mean they're what what they're doing is working for them and i mean yeah we're both we're both fighting people that we know we have to put down in front of us but he's marketing it better i guess you could say and here he already had that coming into boxing anyways i mean but when it comes to the boxing aspect of it i've like poured my whole life and everything into this i could be doing so many other things right now with all the determination and have i have in me and skills and mindset like i could be doing anything else i'm also an iron worker i could be working nine to five every single day making a hundred thousand dollars a year but i want to be a fighter like that's what i am that's what i was i feel like i was born to be a fighter and he comes over here from youtube you know and i'm like who is this guy like and everybody's like oh people actually believe because they see so much promotion about him that like people swipe up on my stuff and they're like oh he would beat you and i'm like i know i just fought at 154 but i have it down to a science i could be 190 in two and a half weeks like i have all the tools in my toolbox just to beat him off of skill like and all the knowledge that i've gotten from all these other fighters he doesn't have that and i'll tell you there's one thing he doesn't have and that is the hate and anger to get in there and just pound for pound beat each other i would definitely beat him um i don't know i'm i was blowing it up i've been blowing it up a little bit you know have people see it and like i said any publicity is good publicity so even the people that think he beat me is still awesome i still like their stuff when they comment on it i'm like writing back like i love you thank you for commenting this you know like blow it up repost it say i'm terrible i don't care you know i know what i am um i would love for him even just to post one thing or create a video and say francis hogan frank the tanks trash you know it doesn't bother me 
I don't care. It doesn't get in my head. I'll go to the gym and laugh about it. You know, I know what I do for workouts and stuff like that. He has the money to pay people to tell him this is what he needs to do. I know what I need to do. Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it with him. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to see him in person just to get on video or something. I don't know. Be cool. How do you recover after a boxing match? Uh, so depending on like how the match goes, like I know my first fight I had at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the guy I fought was a real, the real deal. He was like three and one. Um, he came to fight. He was at weigh-ins, called me kid, was shook my hand. I was like, wow, this guy like does not care. He actually showed up to like beat me, you know, like, and that's what I loved about it. But, um, after the fight the next day, I'm waking up sore. I was bruised. Uh, I had a cut like up in my nose. I had a cut in my ear. I don't even remember getting. So after, depending on like that first fight, I took two days of just like light doing like nothing, just showing up at the gym to keep my mind fresh, you know, and like watching boxing and just keeping healthy for boxing. But I mean, some people take up to like a week off fully doing nothing just hanging out and doing their thing and getting their motivation and everything back together but i mean my last three fights or four fights it's been i mean i'm back in the gym the next day i mean two days later after my this past fight i was back in the day back in the gym monday two days after and i was training just like i was before the fight like just just in case i get a call for another fight to come up i mean we're trying to set something up right now but um, yeah, I like to stay ready. I like to keep myself at like 75 or 85% range, you know, so I don't have to like get off the couch and put the bag of chips down and like kill myself to get back in shape because that would suck. Like I see guys have to do having to do that. And I'm like, I definitely don't want to be that. I'm only 20, you know, so I mean, I can maintain what I have very easily as long as I don't get hurt or cut or anything like that. Who are some of your either boxing role models or even just role models in life in general? Um, my dad's one of my role models. He definitely, he's the house paid off that I'm sitting in right now. Um, just turned 50. Uh, he's like one of my role models for just everyday life. And I mean, one of my other role models is my grandfather, where I got my name from Francis. And, uh, he was a firefighter. He really is a huge inspiration to me. And one of my other role models that is huge for me in boxing, just in general and general life and gives me great advice is like, he's like an older brother to me is uh, Mark DeLuca. He's actually one of my stable mates and someone that I'm with all the time. Uh, gives me great motivation just to work out in the gym. He shows up no matter what happens in his day, he's happy. He's got a smile on his face and he's there to work. And that's what I love about him. And, He's always there. I, if I ever need anything, I could hang up the phone right now or you guys and call him and he'd be at my front door. Um, so I guess those are three, like just everyday life and boxing role models. Now, obviously you do a lot of boxing, but do you have any outside uh, hobbies you like to do just stuff for fun? Uh, besides boxing, if I had to say a couple, I mean, like, 
I don't know. I bought my brother a dirt bike. I guess I like getting on that sometimes and ripping it down the street and having neighbors complain. But um, <laughs> I I did a little landscaping too. I like doing that. I started my own business right out of high school. Uh, it's kind of like faded away. I gave, gave a lot of um, customers to a buddy of mine that I was working with at the time. He's like really into it. Um, Pope's landscaping. He um, He took a lot of my people for me, but I like doing that. Um, I also like fixing things. I don't know. I'm pretty good at hand, like hands-on stuff. I can fix anything in the house from electrical to carpentry and anything plumbing. I don't know. Like I was just raised like that, I guess. Uh, I love my truck. My truck is my pride, one of my pride and joys. I just washed it today, actually. So if you had to choose one profession outside of boxing, um, what would you choose and why? Would it be that landscaping or would you go a different route? I had to choose one thing. Uh, I always wanted to, before I like knew 100%, like even before I got in the boxing, I always wanted to go in the Navy, but I didn't know how I felt about that at first because I knew like there had to be something else more than just going into the Navy, you know? But uh, my grandfather was a firefighter and still to this day, I would love ever since I was a little kid dressing up for Halloween as a firefighter, I've always wanted to be a firefighter. And I'm an iron worker right now. And I love the work. I love the guys. I mean, definitely local seven strong. Uh, the money's great. The work's hard sometimes. I mean, die hard a winter when it's negative 13 out in the downtown Boston. I mean, yeah, there's like, you're contemplating being there. You're like, why am I waking up today? Why am I going to work at 4.50 in the morning, you know? But when you get there and you're like around other guys, I love it. So, I mean, that would probably be my profession and I'd be working all the overtime I possibly can and spending as much time as I could with those guys there. I mean, they're building America. Yeah. So do you pay attention to any professional sports? Like do you follow the NFL, NBA, any of those sports? So I used to really be like a diehard Red Sox fan, if you can't see, actually, with all the stuff. Um, I have a ton of autographed baseballs from uh, the Red Sox. I used to go – I've been to like 50-something Red Sox games from like when I was a little kid to like now. I love the Red Sox. Uh, I still love the Red Sox today. Uh, I can't wait till like people can just go back to games and do the same thing, you know. I miss doing that but I mean for the most part I don't really follow anything actually I'm just a, so in to depth with boxing I'm just there's fights on I'm watching them if there's not fights on I'm re-watching fights that have already happened or I'm watching a video of something that somebody I love in boxing that like has it that I want to be like them and I'm like all right I'm gonna watch this a hundred times and then I'm gonna practice it a hundred thousand times in the gym you know like uh i don't know that's pretty much my thing really i don't know i'm not really all up to date with everything i used to be a football fan too my dad's a football fan but most part just straight boxing i don't know right. i used to i i actually used to wrestle and play basketball and baseball and i, I ran track too and once i got into the box and that was like it i was done playing for teams or anything i was done like having to rely on other people you know like i mean i can't pitch and hit and 
do everything at once for a whole team, you know? So I just gave it in the box and I was like, wow, I can do this on my own. You know, it's what I put into this is what I'll get out of this a hundred percent. So that's where I'm at right now with it. All right. So you've kind of touched on it a little bit throughout the interview, but my last question for you is what would, what pieces of advice would you give to up and coming boxers, you know, that were in a position like you were a couple of years ago? I had to give advice to um, anywhere from young kids just getting into it or into it already, or even an older person that was getting into it that wanted to box. Um, dedication. So just being able to show up and go to the gym and not say you're going to go and then not go and find something else to do. Just dedication and being around the right crowd when you're even at the gym. So there's going to be people that are there just moseying through or just getting the workout in. And if you really want to dedicate yourself to it, stick around the coaches that have been there and have been around boxing and try to grow yourself. Don't just go to the same gym, bring yourself other places to get sparring. And if you haven't sparred before, try to get in there, ask, ask the coaches, Oh, if I get a mouthpiece and headgear, you know, cup gloves, can I get in there and spar? I mean, if they say no, I mean, there's always other options. There's always other gyms to go to. Not saying not to go to that gym, but I mean, there's always other places to go. I mean, I had to do that myself. I mean, you got to bring yourself to a gym to spar, but you want to get as many looks as you can. That's why we started going to Canada just to fight up there. I was like, I need to get the European style, go to Canada, you know, fight a kid from Ireland when they come over from Ireland to fight the United States. Like, I mean, that and make sure if boxing is what you feel you kind of want, but not really. If, even if it's a, just that alone, make good life choices. So think about everything you're doing, what you're doing when you wake up, what you're doing when you go to sleep, what you're doing at school or on your free time. I mean, do some setups, pushups if you really want boxing, but just even hanging out with friends, pick the right friends, pick, you know when you should be going inside at night if you're a young kid and you want to go to the gym the next day after school. I mean, rolling in your house at 10, 30, 11 o'clock probably isn't the smartest decision. I mean, I never was doing that. I was telling myself, all right, the streetlights come on. I better get my rear end down the house and in bed. And that's how I've always been. I mean, I don't go out late and definitely substance free. Like even if it's an older person just trying to get a workout in, the substance is what's going to hurt you because a boxing workout is the toughest workout of them all so if you want to get in shape and you're trying to just do boxing just to get in shape and substance smoking drinking drugging i mean i've been told this my whole life a lot of people have been told this their whole life but i mean they never really listen i mean their friends peer pressure them but if you want it or you want to just get in shape with it um you'll do it you'll you'll dedicate yourself you'll do whatever it takes so bring yourself to someone, bring yourself to the gym, live in the gym, become a gym rat. I mean, whatever it takes is what it's going to have to be to get yourself wherever your goal is with boxing or with just going to the gym, a boxing gym to get a boxing workout in to get in shape. Right. Well, like I said, that was the last question we had. So, you know, once again, thank you for taking some time out of your night tonight and uh, getting to know you thank you i really appreciate this i really appreciate you guys having me on um 
hopefully six and oh six knockouts my next fight uh definitely will be posting and someday soon hopefully you guys will see me on tv or not hopefully definitely you guys will be definitely see me on tv and you guys will be seeing me knock heads out there i don't care what anybody says no one can take my power Hey, I'll make sure I'll make sure to watch, man. Good luck. Good luck. Definitely. Thank you. Of course. All right. Ethan, you want to with that outro? Yes, so we're up left sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And we're signing off.